This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. If you just join us for the first time, where have you been, man? We've been taking over the airways for the last few years here at the top of the tower. We have a Tuesday night dedicated to Merseyside's fighting scene. We took cover MMA, we cover boxing, but of course, right now, there's only one sport to be, and that is the boxing ring. Massive show this coming weekend at the MS Bank Arena, formerly the Echo Arena. We'll come on to that a little bit later. I've got some tickets to give away in a competition for that show on Saturday night. I've got an update on the card, and I'm also going to do a little bit of a breakdown of some of the fights on there with tonight's guest. Now, let me start by saying, I had originally planned to have somebody off the card on Saturday as my guest in the studio tonight, but then... Someone from this city became an internet viral superstar on Saturday with one of the coolest 12th, uh, 10th round, late round knockouts in the history of the sport. It's I am, great. of course, talking about Super Sam Maxwell, who's got a couple of cuts and bruises, but Sam, that smile, mate, that says it all. I see. I feel on cloud nine. So happy. <laughs> it feels like a dream. You have become, going into that fight on Saturday in Leicester, I was talking about on last week's show, and we were saying, this is Sam's moment. He's 10 fights undefeated. This is his breakthrough. First title, you know, first title on the line, WBO European belt. This is where he makes his mark, gets his ranking. He needs a statement performance. Now, the narrative's right. You got everything you needed to out of it, and probably more. But the journey to getting that knockout victory was not the script, I'm sure. No, didn't go as a plan. <laughs> Literally, first, I think it was the first two minutes, boom, the game plan changed, everything changed. But um, yeah, it just made it more sweet in the end. Absolutely. Because I was always going to win. I knew I knew I was going to win. I, I hadn't decided in my head. Uh, never even thought of losing. So I knew I was going to win. It just left it left it a bit late, left it for the last 10 seconds. Just a bit of drama. <laughs> just a bit, had a bit of drama on. Listen, when Tyson Fury's sitting ringside and he, and he pulls out the drama performance as he does... You've got to try and up him one way, haven't you? You've got to try and beat him some way. Yeah. So that's how you do it. The um, Going into the fight, though, you'd said about Sidiri. You were on record as saying, good amateur, fast hands. So you you knew kind of, you knew this guy was no bum. You knew this guy was more than capable. Yeah, definitely. But um, I was prepared for Kelvin Dotal and uh, in terms of style and um, everything, the contrast was just unbelievable. It was nothing like each other. And um, on Sidiri, I YouTubed him, I Instagrammed him, and I could only see a few little clips and a few write-ups. And um, from from what I seen, yeah, he had fast hands and he looked tricky. But um, in my head, I was like, "Well, it's just gonna be in, like another one." Sam Sam Maxwell show. I'm gonna go in there, hit him, and then get him out of there. And uh, it just wasn't the case. He just he brought intensity from the from the first round. And I suppose he felt like he must have felt like he had nothing to lose, everything to gain. And uh, that's how he performed. And yeah, nearly caught me caught me out. Absolutely, he was. He seemed to be winging away right from the beginning. It was like his tactics were. I've just got to try just and bomb this guy because he knew he couldn't probably knew he couldn't outbox you. He's probably looked at your resume and thought, "Can I box this guy? I'm going to get in there and just unload." And obviously, he cashes in his lottery ticket in the first round by dropping you and dropping you heavy. heavy. Yeah. Do, do, do you remember much about that first round? No, I just remember um, he hit me, and then I felt another hit when I was on the floor, which is lucky, I think, because um, the ref seen it as well. So the refs gave me an extra, warned him, and gave me an extra five seconds and. It was needed to to clear my head, I think. But um, yeah, don't remember the shot. I just remember uh, watching a video. I'm just like moving off, like relaxed. I'm too relaxed, like like it's a like I'm boxing a journeyman again. I'm off, got my hand up, relaxed, and he just wings an almighty bomb with a left hook, and it, and it just yeah, just bad intentions with his shots, every shot, and it just it caught me. 
When did your head clear again? Did it clear in time? You know, when you went back to the corner at the end of the round, or does that because the knockdown in the second? Is it all just kind of a blur? Then it's just the whole fight's a blur, yeah. Um, but I remember thinking, I went, got up, I went back to the corner. I was like, oh, I was, I felt like I was doing all right in that uh, comfortable, losing my using my jab nice. I'll just do that again in the second round. Start the second round off again. Feel like I'm doing well, boxing nice, holding my shape, and then just I'll know where it just catches me again. It's like. Ugh, Four rounds down. It's only been two rounds. Like uh, I've got a lot, a lot to do here. Well, that would be, you know when you look at those fights back. Take away the two knockdowns, obviously in each round. You you're outboxing them in the rounds. You win in those rounds. Obviously the heavy knockdowns are what the judge is going to look for. But when you go back to the corner at the end of the second, I know probably it's still a bit of a blur now. But you think I'm four down here. You know what do you think got you through? Do you think it's the experience of of, of your so many amateur fights that you basically went into? You went into what? Autopilot, yeah, autopilot yeah. a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I just knew. I just, yeah, just it wasn't in my mind even then that I'm gonna lose. I was thinking, I was just like, okay, I need to win all these round, all these rounds now. How am I gonna do that? I'm gonna use my jab. I'm gonna, I'm gonna box, which was working, and just don't, don't get caught with um, with these, these, these stupid shots, these big shots, and um, yeah, just took every round as it came. Was there anything in the training camp in the build up where you were like? You know, where you were getting caught in sparring, was there any kind of indicators, or was it just one of those freak fights where you get caught by something daft in the first round, and then it's like, okay, scramble, let's recover now, let's try and get back on the yeah. horse. In sparring, sparring, I've been w- w- brilliant. I've been sharp. Um, just feel like I'm winning all my spars, and uh, just I've just gone in with it. When you look at it, I've had 10, 10 journeyman fights, really. Yeah. And it, I just do what I want. I've, I've not been hit. I haven't even been hit with a jab. Not even a good jab where I think, oh, it was a good jab. There. In yeah. all 10 fights, I've had not even a scratch. And then suddenly, I'm in a first, my first ever real boxing match I've had on Saturday. And um, yeah, it's it's not it's not a game. I've realised that. <laughs> I've just been faking it. <laughs> Listen, if you get in the shower, you're going to get wet. Yeah. As they say. I, got, I got soaking wet. Bloody <laughs> hell. What round was it? Can you remember the round where you thought, okay, Sam, I'm back now. My head's clear, you know. Or, or is it still kind of none of them? Yeah, and I, even watching it back, I like like you like you thought I was winning winning a lot of rounds. I felt like um, I was winning a lot of rounds, but I could also see how they score it to win because I just went didn't land one big shot. I was, was just landing, yeah. I was landing whatever, bo- yeah. big body shots and and loads of tip of tap jabs and jab good jabs, but no, that was the only. Big shot I landed was that literally that last shot I threw yeah. against him, and um, so you could see it like he'd he'd go for two and a half minutes doing nothing because he must have been tired after the after the efforts he put in, and then he'd throw like five shots and their eye catching they were harder they were bigger they were faster shots than than I was throwing the whole round, but it's just whether you score for that little five seconds that he's done or the two and a half minutes of steady kind of um, boxing pressure that I I was putting on, and then yeah, when it when it came to the the shots that put you down was it the speed was it the unpredictability was it the power did he, did he have the kind of the power that you think wow it must have because I felt like even like looking back like I don't make much mistakes I've got my guard up and it's just like going through my guard or it's going just literally missing my guard by like a little bit and just going in front and stuff yeah it just must have I think it was just his speed and um yeah after the well the first one was just was good power and good speed but then after that it was just like yeah I, I, I don't know he's clubbing away yeah yeah, he, and he knew he could hurt me, so he was just throwing bad intentions, like knowing he could he could get to me. Yeah. And then in my head, it was like, I don't want to get it, it with that because what if I go what if I go down again? So I was making me more tentative. And um, when I look at it, when I was throwing the shots, he was covering up, but I, it wasn't many times I was doing that. Was I should have just 
dominating like the normal me would have just started throwing loads of combinations and made him stop but he he knew nothing was coming back sometimes because I wasn't throwing yeah. so it gave him more confidence to unleash his, unleash his big shots then and with you it's like he knew you weren't committing to the yeah. punches so he was like okay I'll let He's you throw confident. three or four and then I'm going to throw something I'm going to throw mine I'll throw with you because yeah. mine I'm throwing mine bad intentions you're not throwing yours yeah. like that at what point in the fight did you did you towards the end though did you feel him start to physically drain or was it more as work rate dropped off yeah it, it just started um, I started noticing him trying to showboat more trying to um, look like he's winning without doing a thing and I thought he's doing that because he's tired but then I was thinking like how am I going to how am I going to capitalise on this now because if I try and force it the way he, was, he had decent feet when he's moving if I force it I might over lunge I might make myself look silly I might waste a bit of my own energy so I was trying to think the best way I could do that to, to corner him and, and get my shots off yeah what was the advice you were getting in the corner? Can you remember what was Danny saying to you? I remember at one point the telly caught it and there was a moment when you walked back and sat down and you must have said something. And Danny went, don't you tell me what to do. And he, start, and he, start, and he starts going back at you. So I don't know what you <laughs> nah, said to nah, him. It was something in the crowd. I don't know. Oh, was something, it? Yeah, something in the crowd said, like, get water on him. He's, he's dry or something like that. And then Danny's like, shut up. What he knows he was about? talking to you. <laughs> I thought, oh, God, Sam, don't annoy Danny as well. He <laughs> upset him. But the, watching it back in the corner, obviously... Listen, Danny's been there, wore the T-shirt, you know, so much experience, and he's cool, calm, and collected in the corner. We're all panicking at home. We're all like, oh, my goodness. But Dan was, you know, serene in the corner, which is obviously what you need. But what I noticed was, because the camera was right on him, poor Dominic, his, his lad, is like, his face is just, like, grey. Oh. Like, his bottle's gone. And I'm like, oh, God, someone put your arm round, Dom. His bottle's gone. But, you know, to have that experience in the corner, that helps, doesn't it? You know, when, when you're in crisis moments like that in the first two rounds there's an element of crisis there where you think okay it's not about winning rounds now it's about surviving this moment and then getting back a foothold back in the fight but when you're going back and Danny Vaughan's there that's got to give you that inner confidence to go okay well, he, the advice he's going to give me is going to help gonna me change enough, this yeah. yeah yeah and it was he's a guy for Carmen Carmen President as well he said like I don't remember much of it to be honest but he's saying uh, in the corner I was smiling and talking to him and stuff like that and he said like he, he just couldn't believe it like yeah, I just shook shook off the knockdowns and I was I was looking like I was enjoying it. I was getting back in getting back into it and um yeah, that that's all show goes down to what how he made me feel in there and yeah, gave me confidence and, and just stuck to my game plan. I didn't it was it was stuff we'd been working on. Even though it was for a different opponent, it was stuff we'd been working on, it's stuff I know I'm good at. And um yeah, he just sent me out to do it. Yeah. For you yourself as a pro, listen, this is what these fights are for. You know, it's all about building experience, all about you know, this was your first ten rounder. I did the 10 rounds, you know, good exactly. pace as well. Yeah. At a great pace, yeah. you know, and you survived a, a heavy onslaught heavy start, early yeah. on. So you've got to look at yourself in the mirror and go, okay, I'm a bit busted up here. Okay, it wasn't quite how I envisaged it going. But then you look in the mirror and think, I know I've got that now. I know I can overcome that, mm. you know. I, listen, I, I know you personally. I know you're supremely confident anyway. But to be able to go, I know I can climb up off the floor twice heavy. heavy. I know yeah. I've got that experience in me that even when I know, don't know what day it is, I've got the ability in me to go back to type and to be able to outbox people in round because you're winning, you're winning three, four, five. You're winning those rounds, even though you probably don't even know what your name is at that point. So yeah. you're still trying to get your your bearings back. Myself, yeah. Yeah. So to then be able to know that as you move forward with your career, while a lot of people might look at this and go, well, domestically might go, well, you know what, quite fancy like that now. Yeah. How many other how many other fighters in your weight class have had a gut check like this? Have had a moment like that where um, they've come back from it, and not only. Because it would have been, you know, you'd have got it on points anyway, looking at the judges' cards. Mm. But to get that definitive finish as well, to go, yeah, it boom, needed that. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There's that rubber stamp. Mm. 
What did Frank Warren say to you after? Did you get a chance to speak to him? No, not a chance to speak to him, but I've seen the video where he's just, he's, he's, he's made he rises up. like, oh Lord, he's got his Unbelievable. And I've had messages, I had a message off Billy Joe Saunders this this afternoon, uh, this morning, and he's saying like, um, I've got to attach my name to that video as much as I can and try and get try and get some big fights off the back of it. And then, because it's gone viral, it's mad. It's like, I think the whole public, it, it captured the, the, their imagination and their hearts and um they they could see I was how because he- I went down heavy. I've, I only yeah. watched it yesterday heavy in the first round, and to get back up and then finish it like that against someone who who was um, trying to get in my head, I think it just it meant a lot to me and a lot to a lot to everyone watching, and, and it's, it's gone viral. It's just brilliant. I, I think everybody watching at home, where you know, no matter where you were in the world, you see someone survive that kind of adversity and then come back and and, and start out boxing, and then when when the opponents starts golden and playing round like he caught you in the 12th wobbled so your leg you know you stagger backwards and then he starts showboating and swinging his hips to the side and me a favour didn't he yeah he does you a favour <laughs> absolutely but at that point I think everybody watching at home goes god go and get him yeah yeah go and get him the amount of times I've watched boxing and I've seen people do that and I think go and get him and, and sometimes they don't do it but uh, like people must have been screaming at the TV go and get him hoping I'd do it and then I just went I went and done it it's just couldn't couldn't have been any better. Oh, it's just mad. It's like a dream. Yeah, fairy it, it, tale. It, it was absolutely perfect. You know, and perfect. as I say, it was. It was perfect. It was. It wasn't the perfect. And it was fight. the best. It was the perfect best end. shots I threw of the whole fight. Yeah, when I threw them in the first round. I might have got the knockout. That knockout yeah. in the first round. The second round, third round. But I waited all the way to the last ten to throw it properly with a bit of commitment. I wasn't trying to. Def- I wasn't worrying about what's coming back. I just threw them, and it, and it, it shows I've got the power in the last. Yeah, that's what Danny said as well. He says it shows you got the power in the last round. So um, no matter what, you could be fighting anyone. They knock you down. They beating you up, but you can always take it to the last, to yeah. last round. And you still carry that power. That's not many boxers have that. So um, yeah, it gave me a bit of confidence Listen, as well. You got you got put down a couple of times, but he didn't have that one punch knockout power. You did. Yeah. You had the ability to put him to to, to finish the fight with a single punch. And as you say, if you land, if you land that straight right cross, if you land on the first round, he probably That's that probably does him then yeah. as well. Yeah, it probably would have been a e- bit easier, yeah. bit easier. Family and friends would have been probably enjoyed it a bit <laughs> more. mom and girlfriend. Exactly, but yeah. but for you personally, as I say, what we wanted, what you needed, was a breakout performance, a viral performance. And okay, it wasn't the script we envisaged, or you you certainly envisaged, but it, you achieved what you would hope this fight would do. Yeah. This was your big opportunity, live TV, first title fight. Go out there and show me what you can do. Yeah. And boom, the t- whole world's talking about it. In terms of exposure, could, could, couldn't have gone any better, could it? Absolutely. Couldn't have gone any better. And you know what? They should have just stopped the show then on BT because there was two absolute stinkers. <laughs> Mike dropped. That. Just, yeah, yeah, just, just like, gone. Okay, we know, we know we were going to go for another hour, but you know what? <laughs> Whatever. Let's just end it there because you've just seen one of the biggest comebacks of the year there. <laughs> Uh, is there, with a fight like this it, it, it's great now you can obviously laugh about it and look back on it and go wow that was me that was amazing these are kind of fights that you'll look back on at the end of your career ever, and go yeah. that was that, that was, was one the of best night moments. of my life yeah. yeah I don't think it get get bigger than that for me I think, I'm, obviously I'm gonna, I feel like I can win more titles and I can win bigger, bigger fights but I don't think in terms of like everything that happened that night that, that won't be beat for, in my career I don't think I hope not anyway I don't want to be in many more like that but, <laughs> but uh, I don't think that'll be beat so yeah, I think we'll see moment. plenty of of one punch knockouts because that's just in you. You know, that's you've just got that. You've got that ability, whether it's nature or nature. You've got an ability to put someone out with one punch, and I think we'll see plenty of them to come. And I just say, hopefully, the future belongs with the world title fights and fights in America and everything else. But I always think you'll look back and go, "That was the moment." Not just the moment when you broke out and became a viral star and internationally a well known fighter, but also that moment where you look back and go, "That was the crossroads fight." Yeah. If Sam Maxwell gets caught in that 12th or doesn't get up in the second round or whatever it may be, 
your career go can potentially go in a completely different direction. That's that's how thin margins are in boxing. Seen it yourself. Scary. Well, it probably would have set you back. 12 months, 18 months. And would have knocked all my confidence. That's and... what I mean. You took, then you start questioning your chin. Yeah. But now you shouldn't question your chin. No. You, okay, you got caught with two big wild shots, but people get caught. Up. Doesn't yeah. matter. He never you got, got up. up. Yeah. Exactly. He never got up. <laughs> I love it. Let's get a t-shirt range out. He never got up. I love it. You'll listen to Fight Disciples in studio with Super Sam Maxwell. Stick with us coming up in part two. We've got plenty more chatting about that big breakout performance. And as I say, coming up later in the show, we're going to count down to this big card at the MS Bank Arena on Saturday night, which has got loads of local interest and also divisional interest in terms of Sam's own career as well. Stick with us. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. And listen, when I tell you that between those adverts, we were literally still rapping about that fight because we can't stop. I can't stop talking about it. I'm obsessed with it, Sam. I'm absolutely <laughs> obsessed with the fact that you got a finish in 10, 15 seconds to go in the third round of a fight where you were on your foot, where you were heavily knocked down twice and you were wobbled in the last 30 uh, seconds before, before you got yeah. the finish. It was just... It was kind of like poetry. I think it was justice for every man that respects. Because for me, there was a certain level. Listen, I love showboating. I'm the world's biggest Prince Nazim fan. I'm all about that. When you're in there, do it. Billy Joe Saunders looking into the bleachers. All that stuff, I love it. But then there's a certain level of disrespect where where he wobbles you again. And instead of going for the finish, he has the audacity to to shake his hips as if to go like, I can do this whenever I want. That was the moment when I thought, like, Sam, get him. I've had enough of this. I think everyone must have willed it. It was, it was just like a joint consciousness of everyone just saying, knock him out, Sam. Yeah. I felt it when it knocked out. I, I said, yeah. after, in the interview, they was asking me, like, I was, pro- I was probably concussed, but they were asking me, um, uh, what, got, what got you up off the floor and all that? And I was just saying, uh, yeah, I just needed to win every round and round and all that. And I was thinking, after, after I was thinking, he was laughing, I was saying, I should have said, I went down and I had an out-of-body experience and I looked out and I seen Tyson Fury and he winked at me and, and then I rose. I should have made something like that up. <laughs> I'll tell you what, shh. let's play act that yeah. now because I'll clip this bit and we'll use it virally. So, Sam, when you got knocked down in, that, in, the, in the second round, you, know, you must have thought, how did you get up there? What made you get up? I was, I was lying there and then it's just the strangest thing happened. It's just like a, I had like an out-of-body experience and... Um, I just rise, rose above myself, rose above myself, and I seen myself count, and seen the ref counting, and then uh, I looked out the corner of my eye and I seen Tyson Fury there. He was, he was ringside. I, I didn't even know he was ringside, and I seen him, and uh, he winks at me and he, he bangs his heart, and then, and then, just out of nowhere, the, my body you starts. Heard the Undertaker moves. Yeah, the Undertaker moves. My head, boom, and then slowly Rocky started coming on the Rocky music, and I just rose, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then I heard Mick say. You're gonna get him. Uh, you know the custom. Get up, you bum! <laughs> Mickey loves you. <laughs> you heard Danny Vaughan. Get up, you bum! Danny loves you. And what's that? Uh, what's that coach? Uh, Castillo, Castillo's coach. Yeah, you gotta yeah. get on side on him now. Where he's, he knocks him down and twice, and I heard him. And then I just went and got it. Fairy tale stuff. That's how we do it. That's, that's how, how we do it. We do it. That's clip, what happened. That's real. There. there we go. We clipped that there. That's how, that's what goes viral next. In, in terms of the punch itself in the twelfth round, no, in the tenth round, sorry. In all seriousness, obviously, you catch him at that long right. Was that one of them punches where, as it connected, it went right up your arm and into your brain and you thought, Boom, thank you, good night. It. Yeah, you exactly. Knew. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you never rushed. Obviously, you were standing over him, then you were shouting down him. I, I presume it's not stuff you can repeat here, but you were telling him, there Stay, you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, kind yeah. Of thing. yeah. 
But in about, I don't know what round it was, but there's a round where um, I started throwing one twos and like I'd throw a jab, he'd throw a jab and I'd throw a right hand. And then it was just just falling short, but it was working and I, I could realise it was working. I was thinking, this this is working, this. But I, did, I, I, I stopped throwing it then. And then, so then when it came to the last one, I, if you watched before as well, I'm throwing a bit wild, I'm throwing it to the body, throwing it to the head and it misses. But um, I just throw a jab and I knew he was going to, he was going to do something to react. And a few of them, he was going back, but this, that one, luckily he just, he stood and planted his feet and he went to throw something back and it just was perfect for the right hand. Like yeah. perfect. I caught him on like the jaw and the neck and that, that was scrambling more than if it would have hit him anywhere else, I think. And it was, it was just perfect. Like and I just knew as soon as I felt, I felt it go up my arm and then, um, I seen him go down and he didn't like f- wobble down. He just went flat on his back. I just thought, yes, yeah, it's just ah, I love no that. better feeling. You obviously get pushed then straight to a neutral corner mm. and you stand. Are you standing there thinking, don't you dare? Get yeah, it. I was thinking, don't stay down. Yeah. And then he gets he gets up and he falls into the ropes. And I'm thinking, but I'm you see me on the videos. I'm waving my hands like he's the ref's going to stop this. Ref's going to stop this. And then the ref stopped it. I was like, yeah, because it was not long enough for me to. Go at him again. There's only about three seconds left, weren't there? So it needed it needed to stop. This, he, he needs to read the script. The script was Sam gets you in the last ten seconds. You stay down. That's what it was. <laughs> so he needed to stick to it. Now we were saying then that had you beat him on points, we were saying they're not just off it. Had you beat him on points, had it gone to the judges, and it would have done the judges had you winning the fight anyway, regardless of the knockdowns. And that knockdown in the twelfth, had he got up, that would have well and truly swung it because that would have been a big ten eight round for you, of course. But had you get won it on points? The questions would have come then. You know, the rest of the division would have been like, well, you know, Sam Maxwell, lucky there, wasn't he? Knocked down heavily early on and, you know, he's, he had to scramble to get back just in. Just about scraped for Just about yeah. get to win. And then suddenly there's there's probably a queue then in the super lightweight division of British guys wanting to fight Sideri to climb on your back to go, well, mm. this guy dropped Sam Maxwell twice, but I've just I've beat him on points better. in eight yeah. rounds, no problem. Didn't bother me. So... For you to get that, that that makes all them go quiet again, doesn't it? That yeah. silences the division because ain't nobody gonna fight Sadiri now, because ain't nobody gonna beat him in more emphatic fashion than United you. Denied there with one punch knockout, yeah, of exactly. It needed it needed to happen like that because, uh, like you said, if I would have won on, I was winning on points, I was up on points, I found out, but um, it would have just had would have claims of like, oh, he's robbed him, hometown decision, and um, you know. People were definitely swayed by the the early knockdowns. That just stays in everyone's head. Then, if you got two knockdowns, you're going to win the fight, kind of thing. But they they don't really look at the middle rounds. So it needed to finish like that. And um, it was in it, one punch knockout was was the best way to do it as well. It's just ah, it, it's poetic as well, isn't it? Because this is your first ten rounder. Imagine if this was an eight rounder. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't you, wouldn't, you wouldn't, wouldn't have won the fight. Won. You'd, you'd, yeah. You would never have probably caught up enough to win the fight. No. So you know you've been you'd have been you'd have probably been you know you're probably looking at a draw at best or whatever oh it may God. be, but the fact that it was your first ten rounder, that's what made it even better because it was like <laughs> you were given those extra two rounds to, to get, get, that get done. it done. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Ah, fate. It was, it was supposed to happen like that. It was. Yeah. Do you believe in fate? Do you, I do, do you genuinely yeah. believe that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I've I've said it all my career. Everything happens for a reason, and um, it seems like even it, when it seems like it's tough. It, that's supposed to be tough because then it's gonna better me in the long run, and uh, yeah, it proved it proved that. Yeah, on Saturday. What's, definitely. What are the takeaways you take from it right now? Immediately. Um, in terms of performance, um, I, know, I know I can do ten rounds. I know I can um, I can get back up, and my head is clear enough to to box these, but box keep my shape, and and then have the confidence to carry on the fight. And um, yeah, the support I've got is brilliant. I'm confident in my corner team to get me through, get me through tough decisions, tough, tough um, moments in fights, and um, yeah, it's positive. 
But in, obviously, in terms of performance, I, I don't want to win like that again. I want to win. I want to win first round knockouts to me every time. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, I've learned so much. I've learned more more in them first two rounds about myself than I have in my whole career as 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 a pro so far. Yeah. And um, yeah. Positives. I say you learn more in six minutes than you have done in previous ten fights. Easily. Yeah. Easily. It's. Uh, I can't stop smiling when I think about it. I can't stop watching it. How do you think how I feel? I know. I can't stop watching it. Obviously, you're a massive, massive fight fan anyway. You're a proper student of the game, and you must have certain fights in history where you go like, "That was a that was a great fight. That's one of my favorite fights of all time." And usually they are people climbing up off the floor and all that. You know, we all we all mm. love drama. We all want the high action. You've got one of them on your resume. I've got one of them. There's world champions out there that don't have one of them. There's, yeah. there's guys out there at the top of the sport that haven't got those kind of fights where fight, where fans go, that was the moment I fell in love with them. That was the moment when I thought, oh, I love watching you. <laughs> You're so entertaining. I'm in. Oh, I was thinking about it. Just like, um, just the amount of fights I've watched over the years uh, where people have come against adversity. I always remember um, I watched uh, Danny Williams fingers against Potter and he had, he's dislocated his arm yeah. and he knocks him out. That was amazing, and uh, yeah, I can't, off the top of my head now, I can't think. And my mind's gone blank, but there's been loads over that I've watched growing up that you're like, that was unreal, mm-hmm. unreal. And uh, part of me now, people, got, kids are going to be watching. Did you, that's that's in their memories forever now. Me, and also I watched it. There's like a uh, have you seen the MMA one? There's like a black lad and he's showboating, doing all his hands down there, and then yeah. the guy just kicks him in the face and knocks him out. And just sleeps. And, him. Yeah. I've got one of them as well. Exactly. You've got one of them moments where yeah. you're like, you've wobbled me. Okay, don't worry about it. You've missed your opportunity. You should have yeah. finished me when you Stop had the dancing, chance. Just, yeah. yeah, watch this. Eat Boom. this. Or like I had to say, get that stitched. Get that stitched. Now, in terms of this super lightweight division, obviously, domestically, it's absolutely bouncing. Yeah. You know, And we'll come on in part three of the show to, you know, a couple of big domestic fights in your weight class coming this weekend in our hometown. But in the top, when you look at the top 15 that you're involved in, Prior to Saturday night, there's half a dozen guys that you probably go, got more exposure, got more, you know, fan base, further up the tree from Sam. You can see Sam's going to have to go somewhat to jump up there. But a performance like that on Saturday, becoming a viral star like that, becoming a name on everyone's lips after a big weekend of boxing with two shows on different channels and featuring, you know, people like Lawrence Acoli and Josh Buatzi. And yet everybody around the water cooler or around the coffee pot in offices around the country on a Monday morning. Everyone's going, did you see Sam Maxwell get up off the floor twice to do it, knock him out in the last round? That, for me, takes you right up to the top of the Super... Like, wait, you're right up there now. You're, your name is as hot as anybody else in this weight division. Yeah, I've just got to use this now to get get my big fight. That's what that's what Billy Joe said. So I've messaged um, someone from Frank Warren's office said, what, has Frank got anything lined up for me? And they, I've just seen the top of the message then. They said, yeah, no doubt. But I'll have to read that when I get home. Hopefully, they got something big for me because, um, yeah, this this is gonna me. This is me at the height at my height now of um, public attention. Um, you know, I'm not gonna get any better talent wise. I'm I'm at my peak now, and I've had great experience, and I've shown I've got the minerals and, and the balls to get through such a tough fight. I'm ready for the for a big fight, and yeah. um, the division's massive. And there's talent everywhere, so there's there's at least ten fights to be made oh, just least. in domestically yeah. that are gonna be that be massive fights. But exactly, there's, there's, there must be eight or nine guys in this weight division that you're in, super lightweight, that you go. That's a fight. Yeah. yeah. You versus him, 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 him. Main event, main yeah, event, yeah. main event, main event. Especially now after BT, this. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. BT Sport, main event. BT Sport, main event. Absolutely no problem. And that's without looking internationally as well. Mm. You know, because obviously now you're, you've got your WBO European belt, you've got your WBO ranking as well. That's mad. So, 
listen, we, we last time I had you in the studio, you were saying to me, Sam, listen, I'm 30 now. I need to jump on. I need to move forward. And what I seen what you tried to do up in Glasgow. You were making videos. You were calling people out, which are not really your personality. No, it's, it's not, not really you, but no. you were like, I've got to get trying. things moving. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to get things moving. Yeah. But now you don't have to do that. Because now, if any of these super lightweights, let's be honest, anyone below Josh Taylor, anyone below Josh, because he's on his own journey at the moment, but anybody below Josh Taylor has got to be, your name's got to be on their lips mm. because you're red hot. Yep. Everyone's talking about yeah. you. Now, that's nice. It's a great feeling. Yeah, yeah. That's nice to go, okay, I don't have to call no one out yeah. no more because the I'm, hard the button, yeah. I'm the A-side. That's it. And then, yeah, they'll be thinking about what they can gain off me. Now, they can actually gain some rep off, off beating me and getting, getting in there with me, so... Yeah, I'm the A-side, definitely. If you're going to plot the rest of 2019 out then, yeah, um, would it be to continue down a WBO international route, maybe go for the international belt, or would you rather come come back towards, I say back, move sideways towards, say, British, domestic, Commonwealth, kind of those honours? Obviously, there's British and Commonwealth fights going on in the pool this weekend. We'll come on to that shortly. But w- would you like to do a traditional route, or you're not really... Are you experienced enough to know? You know what? It doesn't really bother me. Yeah. I'm not. Are you going to look back at the end of your career and go, "I wish I'd gone British Commonwealth, European Worlds," or are you like, you know what? Just get me that world title. I'm, I'm fine. I'm cool with it. Well, I, I just know. Well, I know like it going the Europe WBO European and wait, wait, uh, way and all that. It, um, it's going to be the similar kind of tough fights um, in either of them. So I'd rather go like a British way, personally, because. At least both both names will be known, and and it'll it'll be a well bigger fight than if I fight some. My next fight is against someone from from Europe who's probably just as good as any anyone else in 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 the top ten. So I'd rather go the British way than than the way that everyone knows. Um, I love the belt, yeah. And uh, but it's just whatever Frank and the team and my MTK have uh, in store for me, like because the MTK especially now just going from strength to strength. They've I could get a fight in America or anything next. It's just, it's just mad the way it's gone. But um, I don't really look ahead too much. Like I always get flustered when I get asked the question because when, when I think about it, I think I haven't even really sat down and thought about what I want to do. I'm just take my next fight and take my next fight. But uh, I've, I think I'm at the stage now, especially after this this win, where I've got to start really thinking which which way I want to go and and uh, speak to my team about which way they're planning for me to go and whether I'm happy with it um, because it, it's here now. Yeah. You're incredibly lucky in, the, in that you've got a great corner team. You know, the, the, the Vaughan family, they go to war for you. If they're in your corner, they go to war for you. You've got MTK, which are the biggest management company in the whole, probably in the world, probably got more yeah. fighters than anybody. And you've got Frank Warren, who, let's be, let's face it, this is not Frank's first rodeo. He's, he's, he's crossed generations with his experience as a promoter. BT Sport, you've got the hook up there with top rank and with both MTK and Frank now. So the landscape is set out for you. However, this is still an individual sport. You've got to take control. They'll do the best they can for you, but nobody can sell or plan or envisage the future better than Sam Maxwell. Yeah, You're the, you're the one now that needs to look down and go, okay, I've made myself a bit of an A-side here. This is how I'm going to get to a world title. I'm going to go that, that, that. That's the easiest way. Rather than waiting for the phone is. to ring and go, what, what oh, are we doing? I'd yeah. love a fight for that. Oh, hopefully. Yeah. When that phone does come, you go, okay, well, my, I want to get there. So how does this fight get me there? Yeah. You tell me. Yeah. You tell me how this goes dot, dot, dot. That's that's the position you're in now. That's crazy. Which yeah. is wicked. That's it. It's an amazing, like, it's an amazing position to be in. And it doesn't seem real. But yeah, that's that's me now. I'll have to, I'll have to start looking at things through that way. And uh, <laughs> it's crazy, Nick. It's just... Uh, I just thought, to, like, oh, it's mad. It's it, mad. Feel, it feels like you've gone from being... No one to, like, yeah, someone. It, it's kind of like your, your pro career in one performance... Felt like it's jumped forward two years. 
Definitely. It feels yeah. like you've skipped two years ago and undercards on BT Sports. Building this, up my rep. That, and a Billy Joe getting, undercard, getting a this undercard, that undercard, trying to build you as a name. It feels like you've just gone, right, jumped right to the top. And now Frank's probably thinking, I can do a show in Liverpool and put Sam Maxwell on top of the bill. Imagine. And it's going to sell. Yeah. It's going to sell because everyone in the country is like, I've got to see him Go fight see again. Him, yeah. He's fun. And all you do is sleep someone in the face arm next time. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, yeah. save us all from having heart attacks, please. <laughs> that would be the easiest way. You're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. Sam Maxwell in studio. Stick with us coming up in part three. We're going to give away a couple of tickets. So I'm certainly going to offer you a, ticket, a competition to win two pairs of tickets for the big show at the MS Bank Arena this coming weekend. And me and Sam are going to sit and talk about this card and some of the crackers that are on it. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. Delighted that Super Sam Maxwell, the vital sensation, the hottest commodity in the domestic super lightweight division is still in studio with me. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. And as promised earlier on, I've got two pairs of tickets to give away for this huge matchroom card. It's live on Sky Sports, but you can be there in person. It's pretty much a sellout. All that's left is God's tickets, but we managed to snaffle a couple of pairs for Fight Disciples. So we've got two pairs of tickets to give away. For more details on that, hit us up or follow us on social media at Fight Disciples on Twitter, Instagram, and at The Fight Disciples uh, on Instagram, sorry, Twitter, and Facebook is just at Fight Disciples. All the details will be on there. We'll tell you how to enter, tell you how to win tickets. You can get to the boxing for free, courtesy of us, and it's an absolutely cracking card. Me and Sam then, just while the adverts were playing out, we were waxing lyrical over some of these fights that are happening. It's an absolute belter. I'm going to go in more specifically with Sam, certainly on a couple of these fights which which involve him in his weight division, but let me quickly just run through the card, which was fully confirmed earlier today. Uh, The main event, of course, Liam Beefy Smith making his matchroom debut, taking on Sam Eggington in his 12 round at a super welterweight. Obviously, Liam, the former world champion, Super Sam, well, another Super Sam, uh, a former (laughs) European champion as well. Um, Great fight for Beefy to really showcase his skills uh, to his home crown. First time back in Liverpool for many years as well. Great fight, obviously, in Sam's weight division. Robbie Davis Jr., the British champion, takes on Joe Hughes for the European super lightweight belt. That's a cracker. Uh, David Price returns, taking on Cash Early, the undefeated heavyweight, former sparring partners. But I think we're all expecting a big performance from Pricey there back in his hometown. Um, Tom Farrell takes on Philip Bowes for the now vacant... uh, No, the Commonwealth belt that Philip Bowes won just in February, he won that with a second round knockout. That was the belt given up by Robbie Davis Jr. Tom Fazza Farrell gets the chance in front of a home crowd to win his second belt in the pro game. Again, I'll get Sam's take on that in just a second. Uh, Tasha Jonas returns after the first defeat of her career. She takes on Farish Mashuri uh, in a sixth rounder. Tasha looking to bounce back. Paul Butler stays active while he's first reserved for the World Boxing Super Series. Uh, super bantamweight tournament. He takes on an international opponent in Fahiti Majidi. It's close enough. Uh, Tom Hart makes his pro debut in the light heavyweight division against an international opponent. Jed Carroll takes on Des Newton, aiming to go into double figures in his super lightweight conquest. And, of course, the one I skipped past there, but I'll come back to in the Coco main event, the one that's become a bit of a social media sensational. Uh, Scott Fitzgerald from Preston comes to Liverpool to take on Anthony Fowler in a fight that, listen, if this fight is 30% of how entertaining it's been on social media, it's going to be bonkers, absolutely bonkers. Anyone that hasn't followed this on social media, 
You Where have out. you been? It's been crazy. Even Paddy the Baddy, the MMA fighters, got involved. He's supporting Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> it's bonkers. <laughs> the, the place has gone absolutely crazy. These two have been going at it constantly online. And I'll be honest, Sam, when the fight first got made, when they made the announcement in Liverpool and Scott Fitzgerald came, I thought he looked a bit wobbled. I thought the, mm. the moment might get to him. And his mm. social media, it's he's been acting up. so erat- erratically. He's been... Now, it's either going to bring out the best in him, he's going to feel like he's going to come to Liverpool, he's got the world against him, no doubt he'll bring a, a, load of, a load of people on coaches from Preston anyway. But I just think, for this type of moment, Anthony Fowler's been to the Olympic Games, Commonwealth Games medalist, been to World Championships, got a lot more big fight experience. Will that tell on the night? Scott Fitzgerald's going to realise, oh, oh, wait a minute, I've never seen or tasted anything this big before. Where Fowler's like, I've been to the Olympic Games, mate, this is my own town. Yeah. I want to do, you know, so while it's got all the ingredients to be fireworks, I think Scott Fitzgerald first couple of rounds, he's got to control his emotions so well because Fowler, as we know, will turn up cold, calm and collected. Yeah. And um, I think Scott is the, has the kind of style that Fowler will be able to land, again, land on. Yeah, I don't think he, he'll make him miss. And um, if Fowler lands on anyone, he's carries so much power, and his arms are so long. He's, he's, I think he'll, I think he's going to hurt Scott. Yeah, early. he could. Well, he could hurt Scott early, but uh, it's one I'm so interested in. Like Scott, like I, I, I wrote him off at the start, but then the more I w- watch on his um, social media, I just find he's so funny, and he, yeah, and just I'm just uh, you are find yourself wishing him, wishing him to do well, kind of thing, because because how he's coming across and that. But um, I'm really interested in the fight. Looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. I'm absolutely bought into it. One fight I missed there, actually, the cruiserweight. Craig. Craig Glover yeah. is in an eight-rounder. He's taking on Vaclav Pejar. Vaclav Pejar is a former heavyweight. He's coming back down, excuse me, to his natural weight division of cruiser. Liverpool fight fans have actually seen him before. Big price. He starched him in two rounds at Goodison Park on a Tony Bellewin's uh, card a few years ago. So Pejar's been here before. He knows what it's all about. Probably back down at his best weight division. But a massive moment there, of course, for Clay, Craig Glover to be able to land a, to land a big scalp on his on his growing and blossoming cruiserweight record. Right, too scared to the round it enough. Let's get into it. Let's get into these two super lightweight fights that are going down in your weight division. Tom Farrell, of course, from Liverpool. Someone that you actually called out in one of your viral <laughs> videos when you were trying to make it. Trying name. to get me. Yeah, with all due respect, it, you're looking down now, on yeah. these guys. Now. Yeah, yeah. Tom's got it all to do to kind of catch up with you now, but. Tom Faddle takes on Philip Bowes for the Commonwealth Super Lightweight belt. Bowes, of course, coming off that big win in February. Second yeah. round knockout against an African fighter to pick up the vacant belt. What does Bowes bring to the ring and what does Fazza bring to the ring? What you, Sam, like you think this fight may, may or may not gel? Um, I, I haven't seen much of this Bowes. I only found out like about him in February when he won the Commonwealth title out of nowhere. And, um, but I've heard I've heard um, Danny speak about, speak to, been speaking to his team or something like that and he's yeah, he's, he's he's very confident he's very good but on paper like on and just off the names I I, I was going off oh, that's just a fight Tom Fowler's gonna win but um saying that we're a bit bit naive that I haven't I haven't had a look at this um this bowls to be honest Nick yeah. but um just in terms of like expectations just straight off the names I, I'm gone with I was gone with Farrell yeah, he's had a couple of losses, Bows, but not you know not for a while. He matched hard, I guess, as yeah, well. Yeah, he, he lost against Johnny Coyle. That was a tough yeah, fight that's a massive one then, title. Yeah. Um, he lost against Joe Hughes, stopped him. Two massive names. Yeah, in, in the last round. Joe Hughes, of course, in the, in the co-main event here on Saturday, defending his European belt. And his other loss came against Glenn Foote. All 10 rounders, all tough opponents. Wow, yeah, you yeah, know? So, yeah. And the Glenn Foote one, um, you know, that was that was a two-round a two swing. So it was it was close. 
So Bose is more than capable. Wow, no, and he's lost against that. good yeah. people, yeah, good that's operators. Yeah, that's quality. You know, he's riding the crest of a wave himself. He's, you know, I think he's had four wins since Glenfoot. And I say critically, last time out, you know, when, when you get your first title shot, Commonwealth title shot, when it, when it comes around and you win it with a second round knockout, for confidence-wise, like you now, confidence-wise, you're like, boom. You look at yourself in the mirror and you're, you see somebody else. You're like, I'm, I'm a, a champion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm a man now. Yeah. And he's obviously going to come to Liverpool. The pressure's on Tom Farrell to perform in front of his home fans. Mm, true. Um, Didn't even think of it like this, yeah. And Tom, you know, don't get me wrong, Tom's lost one fight against, you know, one of the biggest one-punchers in this division, yeah, in O'Hara Davis. Absolutely no shame in that. And I think we need to look back on that, that... Similar to yourself, actually. Tom got hit by O'Hara really early, early on, on. Yeah. and soldiered on, and he got dropped numerous times, but up, he proved yeah. he kept getting up, yeah. kept getting up uh, before the fight was eventually stopped in the sixth. But again, Tom's had good wins since. He's he's riding two stoppage wins of his own coming into this fight. So it's a for me, fight. yeah, very interesting fight now. I was I was talking the other day on the Fight Disciples show about doing. I always do a Scousacker, as you know, so I always pick all the... So I see my name on, on your exactly. one, I was lucky I got that for cast you. In, <laughs> cast in, mate. It was never in doubt. It was never in doubt, Sam. I'm just frustrated I didn't put you down for the knockout. Um, but, I, you know, my Scousacker this weekend, there's 10 fight, there's ten Scousers involved on this card, so it'll be absolutely action-packed. But I've got to be honest, out of all the Scousers fighting in the, uh, at the MS Bank on Saturday night... This is the this is the Aki bus that I think this is a cl- really this close a 50, fight. 51 yeah, thing, yeah. It, it, it's a toying cost, you know. And I, listen, I hope I'm wrong. Obviously, this is this is Radio City talk here. We, we support our own. We support Tom Fall. Hopefully, he gets the job done. But I think this is a tough fight, even tougher, I would say, than Robbie Davis versus Joe Hughes in the co-main events for the European title. What yeah. are your thoughts? Of the main event, yeah, on, on Robbie versus Joe Hughes, yeah, yeah, Joe Joe Hughes, um, he's shown that again. I think he's against Tyrone Nurse. He got a he got a draw against um, Jack Catterall. I think he got a draw against Catterall as well. Uh, he's he's done at the highest level. He's beat some top names, and he's someone I always um, I often underestimate him. I don't I don't know why what it is about him, but I always pick people to beat him. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, he's got I, one of them styles, hasn't he? I yeah, think. he doesn't do too too much. Yeah, um, fancy or nothing, but he just grinds out grinds out wins and. He's got a good left hook and and um, and good pressure, but uh, I just think I, I, in my head I'm thinking Robbie Davis got a bit too much, and this is his time really. He, this is his time now to 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 show how good he is, and I think he's going to take it. Yeah, I, I think right now, Robbie, this is the very best of Robbie Davis yeah. right now. You know, he's come through that adversity, he's come through two that massive hard huge fights. fights. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, and he's you know he's done the whole small hall thing. You know, he's tasted what it feels like to not have a big promoter, to not have the big opportunities, yeah. and he's completely turned all that around. And I think timing in this sport, as you well know, is everything. And um, while, while I'm absolutely certainly not looking past Joe Hughes, because, listen, any man that goes to Italy with literally just his friends and family and so to fight for a European title and manages to grind out a decision I mean? on the yeah. continent like that, you know, when he won this European belt against Andre Scarpa, and no one really give him much of a chance there. You know, it's not like the sky cameras all went with him and there was this whole hoopla. It was like, oh yeah, we'll just take the Italian feed. We'll do commentary from a, a TV station in, you know, a, a, in front of the TV in London. When you win like that, when it, the you know, you get there, it's an Italian promoter, it's Italian TV. It's, Everything against you. You're the visitor. Yeah. You literally, you're there to, to play a role, to turn it around, to be able to win the European champion title on them, them terms. That's got to give him so much confidence. You know, he's got to be absolutely flying. So, yeah. yes, he's coming to Liverpool. Yes, the odds are stacked against him. And yes, he faces, I think, a different kind of animal in Robbie Davis. But he'll come here full of confidence, I'm sure he will. 
definitely. And uh, he'll be looking to upset the odds like he's done so many times in his career so far. But I think a big part, a big part hopefully, is going to be the crowd in there. It's, like you said, there's 10 Scouse fights, all Scousers. Uh, the crowd's going to be unreal in there. And uh, yeah, I wish I was a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, Can obviously, Robbie, Robbie's the current British champion. He's yeah. fighting for the European title. Hopefully all goes all goes to plan and Robbie Davis becomes European champion on Saturday night. Yeah. He's he, that's his journey now. He, he's European champion. He's European level. So the next step is world level, maybe even a defense at European before a world title fight. So with all due respect, there's no need for that Lonsdale belt anymore. There's no yeah, need give for that. Give us a chance to fuck it, Robbie. <laughs> but that's what it means. So that British belt becomes vacant. You being the guy who just went viral on Saturday night. Surely you're in the frame now. Surely your name's top of that list for the, for the Lonsdale belt. Especially yeah. when you're thinking it's two names coming in. It's going to be yeah. a vacant title. Yeah, and with it, I would have been up there in a top, let's say the top 10 names to Boxery before this, before the weekend. And now I've got a, a win against an unbeaten opponent and uh, gone viral. I've definitely got to put myself in a very, very good position to, to box for that. Just need Robbie now to do the business on, on the weekend and get this European title and, and then vacate the British. Of course. <laughs> will you, will you, are, you going to, are you going on Saturday? Um, yeah, I'm going to enter this competition. You've got it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll rephrase that. We've got one pair of tickets to give away for the show. Unfortunately, we've lost one of those pairs somehow between the, the studio and my car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With a fight like this, obviously you're you know you're you're going to go down. You're you're going to support the lads. But do you watch the super lightweights? Do you watch Robbie Davis and, and and Tom Farrell through different eyes? Do you kind of watch them and think there's big money to be made here? There's big rivalry, big opponents. You know, imagine you versus Tom Farrell for a British Commonwealth unification fight, or even further down the line, you versus Robbie Davis in in eighteen months or whatever for your world title fight. Do you, do you look at it like that? I, I didn't. I didn't really because I don't think I didn't think it was re- a real realistic um, option but definitely like uh, in the last last year or so I've started getting a bit more and then after this now definitely this, this is a f- these are the kind of fights that I, I want to be in and um, what's bigger than um, two local lads fighting each other for, for a title there's, there's nothing bigger than that we can both like both sides can can benefit massively from doing it I think they don't think there'd be any better fight out there to be made in, in Britain so I, it's got it's got to happen it, it makes sense and um, I just hope fights like that get made um, because it benefits everyone. Yeah, absolutely. I remember like 10, 12 years ago, whatever it was, when we had Tony Dodson, Paul Smith, Tony Quigley, oh, fine, just like me. ringing each other's bells, just fighting for the British title at the Echo Arena, yeah. just selling making out the Echo making, Arena. Na- making their names. And... Building names off each other, making good money off each other, exactly, you know, yeah. domestically, and you're like, you look back and you think, they were some of the best nights I've been to. they mean more, don't they? Of course. Yeah. The, the whole city's talking about it, you know, you get so much atmosphere in there. You know, it doesn't, Hopefully, I think people are, are seeing now that boxers are moving on much quicker. You know, we're seeing people move into title class much quicker than we have done previously. You know, the the, the days of fighting 30 fights before you get a world title fight, they seem to be drifting away now. It's more like once you get into double figures, you're starting to go, okay, let's get titles. Yeah. But also with that, I think also the influence of mixed martial arts, it's like a loss isn't the end of a career. A I loss doesn't know, yeah. mean it's you're finished. Yeah. A loss just means, okay, sad. Okay, I'll go back, lick my wounds, and I'll come back even better. Yeah. So... When you have domestic rivalries like that, you know, look at Rocky Fielding versus Callum Smith. That was a massive night. And, okay, Callum Smith put in the performance or got the finish that obviously both of them dreamed of, aspired for. Rocky still who, who won world title, world, yeah. Who become world champion first? Yeah, exactly. So it, it didn't knock Rocky Fielding no. back at all. In fact, but it built both of their legacies and both of their careers even higher. Exactly. Took them both to the next level. So yeah. I think sometimes 
fighters from from this city and maybe other city, maybe London's the same. You get this local rivalry and they're a little bit afraid to go like because they don't want people in the city to go. Why is he calling them out? But but I'm all for it, me. There's no yeah. bigger game than the Merseyside Derby. Mm. I hate it. I hate everything about the Merseyside Derby. But there's no bigger game in terms of this ticky, this city talking about it. Yeah, and the atmosphere the and the feeling, the buzz of the city, yeah. Even now, Neary versus Hodgkinson at Stanley Park when they put the tent up and all that. People, I, I go to when I go to boxing and that, um, people from all over always talk about that. They say, mm. uh, they, when they talk about Liverpool boxing, they talk about that fight. Yep. And I say, oh yeah, yeah. I, I obviously it wasn't there and I've seen it, but that's the fight everyone talks about. Absolutely. They say it was amazing, unreal. Everyone of my generation went. I, every time you speak to a boxing fan in Liverpool, they all go, yeah, that was there. It was on the front row. If that was two, the front row would have had to be about <laughs> six miles long. It would have been the biggest tent in the history of tents. You speak, it's, a, it's like when you speak to people who, who've been to Ali fights at Madison Square Garden. You're like, if it's two that you all were there, Madison Square Garden would have had about 300,000 seats in it. It's, it's one of them. But listen, it's been great to have you on, man. Thanks for having me, Nick. Once again, congratulations. It couldn't be happening to a nicer or more deserving guy. I know how hard you work. I know how much you want it. And, okay, it wasn't part of the script, Sam, but it was even better. It was better than a first round knockout. Yeah, well better. Because you've got that now. It's there. It's part of your legacy. You've got that video that you can pull out to your grandkids in the future and go, look at this. Check (laughs) this out. (laughs) Check this out. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But uh, hopefully you'll have me on in the the future and I'll I'll be be going on from strength to strength, Nick, definitely. Absolutely, mate. Thanks again for joining us. You've been listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk with Super Sam Maxwell. As I say, we've got... <clears throat> one pair of tickets to give away <laughs> <laughs> we've got a ticket giveaway for the big shot at the MS Bank Arena this Saturday night featuring a wealth of Liverpool boxers but of course it's not just open to people from Liverpool get on our social media at Fight Disciples Facebook, Twitter at The Fight Disciples on Instagram to find out how you can win those tickets and join us in Liverpool live on Saturday night for a great night of boxing and I'll be back next Tuesday for a full breakdown and review of all the action Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.